everybody. Welcome to the Designated Survivor After Show. We're going to be breaking down the pilot and see how Kiefer Sutherland goes from being Jack Bauer, man of action, to Tom Kirkman, man left out of the action, at least so far. Let's do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, yes. Look at that. Destiny's Child welcoming us in to the Designated Survivor After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Hi, everybody. We'll be breaking down the entire season of Designated Survivor, which just debuted tonight on ABC. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. What's up? I'm one of your hosts. My name is Christine Alexis, and you can follow me on Twitter at ChristineBean with three E's. Michael Klaus, you can follow me on Twitter at MichaelKlausTV, on Instagram at TheOnlyMC. Snapchat's on there, too, if you really want to see what I do on a daily basis. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Renee Ariel, and you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel, and check out my blog, CatsLipstickLA.com. That sounds wow. interesting. Yes. Yeah, I wrote about my life. I just went on seven dates in seven days and wrote about it. Check it out. Wow. <laughs> that sounds crazy. Man, I feel it like was. we want to just lock down this blog. <laughs> Lots of good meals. <laughs> All right. Yeah, some drinks, some meals. Do you want to, like, switch the show? Yeah, let's say we're... Sorry, that's Justin. That's sorry. We're yeah. going off and talking about this blog. Uh, but, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on iTunes there. Uh, like us uh, and... Uh, or give us five stars on iTunes. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can also hop in the chat right now. We've got the live chat running. We've got three people so far. we got two people. What's Ooh. up, guys? Oh, we're hey. in the third person live chat. There you go. If you want to hop in, yeah. share your thoughts about what you thought about the pilot episode of Designated Survivor starring Kiefer Sutherland. Former Jack Bauer, as That's I said, right. a man of former man still, of action. Hey, he's still. I guess he's, uh, he's yeah. still a beast. He's still. Well, Someone actually, uh, so far, uh, Ivan Soto said Tom Kirkman, Clark Kent slash Superman. Which I, I like mean, he that. starts out. Go. I think it's a good analogy. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Uh, so, Designated Survivor, created by David Guggenheim. He, uh, in addition to being just you know the husband of Elizabeth Shue, is also uh, a film writer. Uh, most recently, wrote the film Safe House, Denzel Washington. And Ryan Reynolds, if anybody saw that, came out a couple years ago. Uh, And basically the premise is there's always, whenever they do a a big presidential State of the Union, there's always one designated survivor. Somebody that's a member of the cabinet that Mm -hmm. is left in an undisclosed location in case something, uh, a a catastrophic event happens. And then they would enact the government line of succession, and that person would then be the new president of the United States. That's That's where we start off today. We find out our man, Keith Sutherland, playing Tom Kirkland, is just watching that State of the Union address. I thought it was very interesting how, from the beginning, they kind of paint him as a person who is not a leader in terms of uh, we have conflict with mealtime, that they don't trust him as a cook, and they're like, oh, not him again cooking breakfast. (laughs) Uh, The wife questioning his decision with the daughter staying up. And so I thought, you know, I was wondering how they would paint him. Uh, And even just the character development, I'd be interested to hear from other people uh, and even everyone on the live chat about his character development throughout starting out that they really portrayed him as, you know, oh, he's this urban guy. He he can't even get what he wants in the State of the Union. And then immediate. Did we think, did you think it was too much all in one episode? Did you guys like how the character development? I liked it. I mean, it was a lot and very intense, but I do love the way they introduced his character. And I like that we got to know his family a bit, and I, I, I very, I will say, I'm very interested to see what happens with um, him and his wife throughout this whole process because they're very, they're like really good together. But I feel like this kind of career change may like really affect the family, and I'm, I'm excited to see that. 
and also, um, does anyone know the wife's name? Can we actually ask? It is, it, it is Alex. It is, it is Alex. Alex. According ABC. to the ABC com. website. Alex. Yeah, IMDB yes. has Jessica, but I was <laughs> wrong. There we you. all thought we were thinking Alex, Jessica, or Lucy. So yeah, I'm glad we clarified that. I heard that. Lucy. I'm not yeah. sure where that came from. Maybe right. another character's name is Lucy. But Frank was right. He corrected us all. It's Alex. Thank you. Yes. That's just right, guys. That's all. I'm just about you know just fact checking here. The show for Destiny <laughs> Survivor. Lay down the law. No, I think that it's what's interesting about Kiefer Sutherland is if anybody really thinks about his iconic roles, you most uh, gravitates toward Jack Power. You think about Absolutely. him being that aggressive, yes. take charge. Absolutely. If a crisis is happening, that's the man you want, kind of leading point for this. It's interesting just to see him in this sort of role where he's just more of a, he's kind of mediating at first, you know, he's not really that aggressive, uh, to see him in that mm-hmm. kind of backseat kind of position at first. It kind of takes a little getting used to. And even so, you you look at him and you think even that he has been involved in politics, but then you find out that he was uh, in academia mm-hmm. and he was like an educator. So he had he's never won a political race, so he's not in the political strategy at all. Absolutely. And you find out, especially, he realizes just how far he's being boxed out is when, as you were saying, he doesn't have any of the this, of the talking points in the president's State of the Union speech. And when he goes to have a meeting to address that, finds out, yeah. Hey, hey, by the way, you're getting the booth. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's a it's a promotion because he's going to be yeah, <laughs> what, an ambassador. What was the name of that? Anyt- what, anytime you're living in Montreal, it's not a promotion. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the promotion I, for the, what, Civilian Air Aviation Organization? organization. Yeah. yeah. It's like a pretty swanky the, gig. The Civil Aviation Committee o- Organization. organization. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> he goes, really? Did like, you make is that, that up? even a thing? Yeah, did you yeah. make that up? He was just like, you're bullshitting me, right? Like, this mm-hmm. can't be real. And we find out when he tells Alex the news for this, she wants him to just stay and fight. And he's like, no, no, I'm, I would, you know, I'm pretty much ready to just, uh, you know, push the, yeah, you know, to back out and give my concession right there. And I'll commute. Uh, I'll go somewhere else and commute so you folks can stay here because Alex thinks, you know, it's been three years. The family's really gotten used to being here in D.C. or really making a go of it. I like my job. The kids are fitting in. You know, fight for this. He's do you do you think it was too much of a character development then from the beginning of the of one episode to be almost like a complete pushover to at the very end where he's you know, standing up and taking charge. Did you I, think it was too much? I think it was a lot all at once, but I think um, that's what the premise of the show is, like that everyday average Joe kind of like stepping into that moment and kind of having to just step up. So we had to kind of see that to lay the groundwork for the season. And it's always tough with this because you do you want do you want the lot of him just kind of struggling, hemming and hawing, trying to step up and be president? Or do you want him to have the role and try to exert his authority? I guess, and then see how people mm-hmm. kind of react to him yeah. trying to lead the country. And it mm-hmm. depends. There's two ways you could go with it. I don't know which one is necessarily better or which way the show's going to go. With. Yeah, it's the way that everyone we'll is treating him, I guess. Uh, yeah. Treating him like he's always acted. So you, I guess you need that premise uh, to know that he is not really a fighter. True. And, I mean, I guess his position was Secretary of, of Housing and Urban Development. Mm-hmm. So not not the most glamorous position already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in fact, when things go down and all of a sudden you know, the Capitol blows up, everybody seemed to be, you know, they are lost, there are no survivors. Yeah. Pretty much nobody's really thinking that this is a great, uh, this designated survivor, not, really, not not the best choice to get a man. Such an interesting scene in the bathroom uh, with that Cal was, Penn's yeah. character, where it was like, I mean, I almost felt, uh, I feel like he would know what the other voice was, but I don't know, maybe you're delirious in a time like that, you wouldn't know that it's actually the president, and really calls him on it. Well, uh, to back up for just a second, because there is one moment when everything goes down, and Kiefer Sutherland gets that call, and he says, 
What's a designated survivor? Yeah, they, before yeah. the show came up, did you know what a designated that. survivor was? Yes. Yeah. So it felt weird for me to him to ask that question. Like, mm-hmm. what? You clearly know you're doing this. So you what? work in Washington. I'm sure you have an understanding. <laughs> and you're also you're also just away from everybody. So you kind of get the idea. Of, this is what it is, right? Uh, so it seemed very weird for me, uh, especially as a civilian. We all know what it is, and we've heard about it for years. To have a character within that universe go, oh, what is this? Maybe it was just for like the audience, perhaps, just so we kind of get that clue in on that character as well as maybe those who don't know or don't understand the title it's I mm-hmm. could understand that but then at the beginning of the show they do the Chiron right True. there telling you hey this is what a designated yeah. survivor is <laughs> yeah. Yeah. just so you know this show's all about I, this I think that moment was just speaking to the fact that he really was so caught off guard by this whole thing like the fact that he didn't even know what it was let alone to be prepared for that role just you could see him in, field in that scene too knowing when it took place after he kind of got fired or promoted uh, <laughs> that he was just very relaxed knowing that it was like well he's on the out who cares I mean I don't uh, I would just wearing sweatpants just very chill eating some popcorn just <laughs> letting his daughter stay up he was just very relaxed knowing that well doesn't matter I'm out anyways yeah, I mean, that's true. If you're a designated survivor, what do you wear? You're off in some remote location. You don't have to guess, dress up. You can just relax. Would you relax if you were the designated survivor? Yeah, but what's going to happen? I'm going to kill the president? I'm fine. That's probably I'm the last Netflix. thing anyone thought would happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ivan, said he, Ivan, Ivan on the chat said he was surprised he didn't know what a designated survivor was either. I'm sure you would dress up pretty fancy, though. I, hope I mean, I would... Uh, I'd have like some sweatpants and a button up, so that way you're covering. <laughs> That's butt. good. As long as it's waist up, like who yeah, that way. Know, if, that right? way, if you're sitting down, I mean, you guys don't know what I'm wearing under this. He's wearing if sweatpants. Anything. Uh, yeah. I, I got jeans. I got jeans, <laughs> got jeans on. on. <laughs> I got jeans on. I wish I. Here's the thing. We're we're late at night. We're eleven twenty two. This is sweatpant time. So who knows what I'm gonna be wearing every other episode? Tune in Ooh, every man. week. What a tease, folks! Look at this. <laughs> Tweet your thoughts to you know, <laughs> Michael Claus. There, everybody. What should he wear? Now, when you're breaking down this show, it feels like there's gonna be three story tracks for this series. There's where, so many plots. Yeah, where you've got basically just you know the drama with Kiefer Sutherland and what's going on with him at the White House and being mm-hmm. a president. We also have the the investigation with the FBI kind of mm-hmm. being. Spearheaded by Maggie Q, mm-hmm. plays uh, Hannah Wells, one of the agents there, what? who's uh, Hannah, uh, who's looking for uh, her Scott, somebody, somebody Scott that she clearly is in love with that is not answering his phone. That's rough. You know, I think yeah. we've all been there. <laughs> it's such a scary moment. No one knows if he's alive or not, and they they really are very ambiguous about that. Yeah, it's, I think uh, he's dead. I well, mean, I, I think so too. But I, I think he's him. alive simply because I don't think you would bring him up. Unless there was another mention. Unless there was something. Here's, not to make a prediction too early, but what if he is being held hostage and she then has to decide what to do? Because she's in a position of making decisions. Yeah, I mean, she makes... Two she, calls he, in this episode. Uh, Scott's clearly alive. I, I, I think so. You're going out so. early, man. An early prediction from Michael Clark. I very much think that Scott's alive. I don't know who Scott is. I don't know anything about him, but I'm pulling for you. <laughs> okay. And it seems like the last story track that we have in here is the family unit, where we, we've got Leo and Penny, uh, the Kirkman kids. And this is by far my least favorite part of the well, series. There's, there's another one, too, uh, with uh, Harris, General Harris. Oh, well, I, I, I guess I kind of fold him in with the. Oh, with you the fold him okay, yeah, okay. I find I kind of fold him yeah, in with yeah. that. Uh, but I feel like the family stuff is the thing I think is going to be the potentially weakest, especially with Leo. Yeah. I am not oh. jazzed about this kid. Leo yeah. is a bad kid. 
not a bad kid. He's going through that rebellious stage in his teens where he just wants to do what he wants and sell drugs. And he needs to get it together because his dad just became the president. Yeah. Penny's adorable. She's super cute. I would read Penny a bedtime book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hands down. I just feel like I get shades of, when I see Leo, I get shades of uh, Kim Bauer from 24, like fighting yeah. a cougar or something like that, where those are the storylines you're like, oh, why is this in here? Yeah. And I feel too, like it's too much. Yeah. I knew they would, and I, we, we talked about this before, I, I knew that they would come out hitting hard tonight. Yeah. But I almost, I think they might have just tried too much in, in the number of plots. I thought the action was great. But the the number of plots that you're talking about with him as president, Harry's taking control, Hannah Watts looking for her Scott, uh, the, even the other you know little plot of, of the aide versus the aide of Emily Rhodes versus Aaron Shore's character of Aaron Shore coordinating with General Harris and, and you know Emily Rhodes really being that person who's standing by Kirkman's side. Uh, um, that's another you know subplot, and then the family one. It's like, man. I could have just scaled back on one of those. I think I think that's a tall order for fans to keep up with right away. I think it'll be interesting to see how they how all these plot lines work themselves out over the season because it seems like there's just so much going on right away. Yeah. I love the family plot. I think that's going to be so interesting because of how this is just going to affect all of them. Like I'm I'm really excited about that. However, I do think the plot with Leo and the drugs, that annoys me if they're going to really, like, go into that and make that a big part of the storyline. that will I don't find that, like, super interesting. I think that would be too much. However, I do think it would be interesting to see how these dynamics change over the course of the season with him becoming the president. I find that fascinating. No, I agree. His relationship with Alex and even maybe Penny for the young, uh, for the extent for that could be interesting to see how that changes. But, uh, man, I feel like Leo. Leo. I rather wish some, they didn't have him. Some people on the live chat are not uh, for Leo. I know Ivan is says anyone? that. And then uh, MJ says, I really think the Leo storyline is the stereotypical bad rebel drug dealer. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's such a shallow plot line. It's, yeah. like, it's, it's like fluff. There's already a lot happening. I think it's just a little extra. A, a question uh, I think is interesting, which... Uh, Chaos one three two one two. Would you guys want to post your names? Because sometimes it's interesting. You'd, we like to know you on a more personal level than just the <laughs> the name that you've given YouTube. Do you think that Kirkman is a Republican or a Democrat? Well, I know they've uh, deliberately kept it kind of vague because mm-hmm. they don't want to be. Uh, they want to be able to address issues from both sides yeah. of the other uh, party there. And there's also uh, Virginia Madsen. She's going to play another designated survivor from the opposing party. Ooh. Yes, that's going to come later. So we don't know which side is which, but uh, there are two designated survivors, one from either party. What's your thought right now? What do you think? Oh, my gosh. What's your gut? What's your gut telling you? He's just an independent. I I actually read that. (laughs) That's Um, right. There was an article. (laughs) I I read that, too. (laughs) Yeah, there was an article. I think it was Time.com that was saying they deliberately placed him as an independent because they didn't want it. um, Kiefer said, I I didn't want it to be a a show about a red uh, or a blue party and, like, alienate the viewers in that way. They wanted to address things from both sides. Ooh, so. I like that. I, I like that, too. That's what yeah. really intrigued me, because I'm like, okay, this isn't going to just be completely biased. It's We're going to be navigating all these things with him. No, it's very true. Uh, now, as we see, as where I was, Michael was talking about, our, we have our General Harris there. When Tom does get to the White House after his meeting with Seth, Seth's saying, you know, I really think you need to just, you know, you should step down. <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, uh, I, maybe I should, but I'm the best you have right now, so you've got mm-hmm. 52 minutes to convince the American public that I'm the best person to be doing this right now. Uh, so while he's doing that, uh, we go with Tom. He meets the, uh, the Presidential Emergency Operations Room, which seems pretty cool. 
and intimidating. Yeah. yeah. And hectic. So many phones going on, phone calls going on, yeah, conversations. And I guess as somebody that doesn't really have, isn't used to being uh, in government circles holding that kind of position of authority, to go into that, especially given the circumstances, to try to command that room has got to be incredibly intimidating. He couldn't oh, yeah. even get them to quiet down. <laughs> I know. I, so. The secret agent <laughs> was like, hey, like, quiet down. But, I mean, he did get everyone to, like, you know, have a moment of silence for everyone that was lost. I thought that was, like, the turning point at that moment. Yeah. And then, at that point, he commanded some that was sort a of attention. Point. Yeah, because after that, everyone was pretty calm. He started asking questions. But, um, yeah, at first it was... He walked in, and he might as well have just been like a fly on the wall. Yeah. No one really noticed. His Still wearing the sweatpants. Yeah, yeah. So like super chill. Then, then he put on the suit, and it's go time. Things changed. I liked it with the glasses too, though. I liked the glasses. I thought so too. So, but it's not presidential. Fun fact, because we I looked it up when they said that the only three presidents to have been wearing glasses, like in their presidential portraits. So, like they said, like Bill Clinton had reading glasses, but a lot of them have reading glasses. I mean, they're older, so they're obviously wear reading glasses. <laughs> But the only uh, official ones to wear glasses, uh, Harry Truman, Teddy Roosevelt, and Woodrow Wilson. So it's been a long time, you know, over 50 years since any president has worn glasses. So in the modern age, uh, glasses don't make you look weak, Frank. We're just <laughs> I wear glasses too. Just I wear, oh, I'm contact, yeah. <laughs> yeah, contact. Uh, but that is an interesting thing. That It's one of those things that you don't think about. That yeah. It's like, oh, I've never really realized that no president wears glasses. Interesting. No, that's very true. I mean, I guess it's, yeah. It's like, fa- it's like facial hair. The last president to wear facial hair, oh, man, you're going back at ago. least 50 or 60 or 70 years. Because... Yeah. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt? I mean, nobody... Probably, yeah, Teddy obviously was known for the mustache. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm taking it all the way back to FDR. FDR didn't have facial hair before that was... Ooh, I don't even remember, but I mean, you're going back into the 30s. Man, I mean, well, uh, could anybody top Teddy? I guess everybody's like, we can't. Well, hey, he, 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 <laughs> a mustache for presidents. Abe was the facial hair. He had the beard. Yeah, that's true. There you go, the stop top hat, but so you can't go wrong. There, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of mustaches there, I felt like the only thing that was missing from General Harris was a mustache for him to twirl a lot during the course of this. Like, ah, I've got, uh, you know, I'm going to make my end run around this guy. Like, yeah, I felt like he was just really heavy-handed in that. Just like, hey, guys, in case you don't know, this guy's not really with Tom. He's going to be working to try to get rid of him. So he's kind of not a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's been a few hours. Like, chill, General. Like, maybe give <laughs> yeah. him a week, you know? Like, yeah. calm down. Yeah, that's the only thing that kind of worries me about the show. Again, like, with Leo and then with General Harris, I felt like they just kind of went, like, the easy stereotypical route that you'd see in films or TV shows. Like, oh, we're going to have that angry general that realizes that there's only, you know, yeah. force is the only answer. Yeah, we can't... it's very aggressive. Yeah. I'm like, oof. Calm down. Uh, in fact, the general is really pushing Tom to uh, retaliate against Iran uh, because they are uh, accruing, uh, moving their fleet and to cut off the Western oil supply, and so like this is a this is a declaration they're trying to take advantage of us now. And we got to come back. Tom out the knowledge. Yeah, it was like they've tried to do that for thirty years and they haven't been successful. They've never done it. So, and conveniently enough, the ambassador is coming over just in about fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. very How convenient. How was that? That was a little that was a little weird for me that he was just right there all of a sudden. Maybe they specifically brought him in, but still that. I think in the it's wake of an attack, that's really quick. Really quick. I would expect um, like a phone call or something, yeah, not like, like a face-to-face first. encounter so quickly. I do think, though, I mean, they definitely played up um, uh, Harris's, General Harris's position, not position, uh, his character, sorry. Uh, but I do believe that in that time, if I were 
Kirkman take, taking that spot, I would certainly want the best people with military knowledge on my like in my ear, because I feel like they have the experience of knowing the intel of where the ships are moving, what are people doing. Obviously, I don't think that person would be as uh, uh, I don't want to say like uh, persuasive, but in like a bad way. I don't think they would be that person. Yeah, you'd feel uh, like they would temper it with some kind of you know, like yes. a moment of you know, like let's just you know be calm and cool for a moment before we here's, go forward. Here's the facts. Here's the facts. Here's what I would do with it. But it's up to you. Instead of like we need to do this now, blah blah blah. Yeah, like, essentially that's yeah. what advisors are supposed to do. Yes, but. They already look at him like a chump, like he can't make this decision for himself, so they're going to just make it mm-hmm. for him. Yeah, MJ says on here, very arrogant. Yes, and I feel like he doesn't have, like, it's not like that that whole panel that was there in the emergency room kind of uh, were, like, on his side. Because even someone like, who gave, who's giving you all the power, Harris? Yeah, so when I turned true. around. Yeah. So I feel like at least it's not, like, all unanimous. They're all, like, with Harris against Tom. Like, come on, So Tom. he's yeah. just that sole villain, I guess, at this point. Mm-hmm. Or maybe. I mean, I guess we're kind of figuring. He's got some... I mean, he makes a little run game by Aaron as we get a little bit further in the episode. And as we bring up Aaron, we see him, he's the uh, uh, an aide over to the president. But also we have Emily, who's uh, Tom's chief of staff. And they seem to have some kind of relationship. There and, is a past mm-hmm. somewhere there. And I thought the one key line from Emily in this one, she's trying to get into the White House after she's kind of after everything that's happened, and trying to convince Aaron to let her in because she says, "You know why it's so important for me to be there." And I'm really curious to see what this reason is that Emily has that it's so important. She's like, Aaron, you know why it's so important that I be there, like for him. Now, I'll be interested yeah. to see uh, if Kirkman uh, replaces Aaron with her. I mean, he has the power certainly, and if you know, she, she's always been there. I mean, that would build we'll up see. some resentment, and then yeah, Aaron that, would probably team up with the general. Yeah, I was going to say that would even more turn Aaron against uh, the president to side with Harris. Then more obstacles in his way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's tough when you come in like any new position. And certainly, this is uh, a more escalated and elevated sort of position that the president of the United States. But how many people from an old regime, when you're coming in to take over something, do you keep? Because they really know the ins and outs of that organization, but do you worry that they may not be working in your best interest? Yeah, you want to push your agenda, and you want to put your initiatives forward, and you need people who are down to support you and not just hit you with, like, oh, well, this is what we were doing before, or what we think. You know, they kind of have to fall in line, and now he has to lead the way. And even, uh, it was interesting to have Tom and Alex have that moment outside the uh, Oval Office, where even Tom's like, man, I I think maybe we should just go or even alex somebody that was telling tom to fight i thought that yeah. was interesting too was like we She's should like, just go yeah maybe we should just take the way out when yeah. just like 20 minutes ago it was like oh the kids are good here you know we love washington etc now she's like okay this might be a bit much and i thought it was interesting when she was talking with cal penn's character and he addressed her as the first lady and i think that's when she had that moment when it hit her that this is happening to her too. Yeah, it's not just yeah. him. It's not just him. And now she's wrapped into it. And I think it'll be I, I'm curious to see how her character will, you know, embody that role and really step mm-hmm. into it over the season, whether she'll be someone that um Tom can trust to be that ride or die and help him make decisions or possibly the opposite. Who knows? I will say I totally get why Alex was like, maybe we should just go because now her the the family's lives are at risk now that they have this position mm-hmm. and now that they're not sure if like the threat is gone, which as far as we know, we don't think so. Yeah. So like I get why that would be your first instinct. Do you want to protect your family? 
But obviously she's going to stay. And so we'll see. Hopefully things will be okay. That would be a really quick end of the series. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then we left. They all died. <laughs> and and we, was, it was two then, episodes yeah. this season. you got to think, too, will their relationship be tested? Because what you saw of their relationship is very lovey. And, oh, and the scene in the bed where she's working. And, oh, then they have that little cute moment. And, oh, yeah. I'm going to make pancakes. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Seems very cute. But uh, will that be tested? Yes. As the season progresses? I mean, I think it's, yeah, I think it'll be tested, but I'm hoping that that they don't use that as the main source for some kind of dramatic conflict for them. Because I don't know if I'm really interested in seeing them start to kind of fracture the relationship. There's even when uh, um, maybe little things that could grow into, fester into bigger things with the kids of talking, like, there was a little incident where uh, it let the daughter stay up an hour more, and oh, it's okay, you know, not really a big thing. Small things like that under stress could you know become bigger and obviously we have the situation uh with the son now selling drugs oh yeah and i do like uh chaos right here saying like the wife is in on it so (laughs) everything conspiracies with those closest to tom (laughs) uh and we see throughout we kind of intercut uh maggie q's investigation as they kind of go to the the ruins of the capitol building and they come across uh, one of the bombs there, and they send in the bomb squad. Nice little tense scene. Of that I love around. her character, by the way. Yeah, Do I thought she's in this one. Oh yeah, she is fantastic. I mean, I loved her uh, in Die Hard. Was where I really, you know, thought her character. Uh, but there was, I mean, other things that she's done. Wait, Die Hard or yeah. Mission Impossible? Die Hard. She was in uh, Die Hard, uh, Live Free or Die Hard. Oh, oh, yeah, Live Free. Yep, yep that one. That one. Yep. She was just free. the BA chick. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking hot and kicking butt. And it was like, whoa, okay. Seems like How she'll you doing? be doing a lot of that in this one, maybe. Yeah, she's very much doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we got to find out what happens to Scott. I'm not saying You're I don't like want Team Scott, Scott all the way. You're yes. like, where's Scott? Yeah, now? that's true. I can't be all Team Scott and then want to be. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, Scott. Like the villain or something. You never know. <laughs> Love Scott. But was... no, yeah, finding, sorry, getting back to what you were saying, to finding that uh, other bomb. Yeah, and uh, what, what I thought was interesting is that Maggie says, we haven't heard any chatter. I mean, before 9-11, before Brussels, before Paris, there was always that sense of chatter, that something was, they didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but they knew something was going to happen. And with this, they've heard nothing. And they heard nothing after. Mm-hmm. She said no one was making moves to hide or do anything. No one's moving in the wake of this attack. So it is really weird that it's silent. And she makes that. She kind of alludes to the point that maybe they're not done. This isn't over yet. Yeah. I, who knows whoever is responsible for this and what the exact end game is. But it seems like there's certainly more to come. Yeah. It seems like out of these storylines, I feel like so. Well, certainly uh, Tom's storyline is you know, the most interesting to see yes. what somebody does in that position to, you know, with no uh, you know, government experience at all, suddenly being forced to being the, the leader of our country. And then I feel like the, the second storyline is just Maggie Q and the investigation to see where this all leads. Mm-hmm. But the family, and then I, again, I'm harping on the family. Thing. I was like, uh, let's just, other than the relationship, uh, let's just quietly move Leo. Just and they played they played that one up in the preview for next week of finding the the role of money. Oh yeah, um, and, and when he says it's not what you think. I think my son is dealing drugs. Like, yeah, it, it is what you think. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it is what you think. <laughs> it's exactly what what you think. You nailed that on the head. Uh, uh, but though, in terms of you know just the premise for the show, I feel like this is a premise that is really cool. But it's interesting that it's never been really. I've never seen this on it's, a television. show. It's been done one time before, uh, back in 1994. It was a Tom Clancy novel, Debt of Honor. Uh, and it was Jack Ryan takes over after an attack on the Capitol. But, I mean, what is that, 22 years ago? So oh, it's been a long time. Uh, and it's a, it's a very interesting, you know, 
plot. I, I think. I agree. Actually, one of our viewers, Ivan, just made a good point. Uh, the mystery of Kirkman was actually chosen for a reason. Mm. Yep. Like some, like maybe something happened that he was supposed to be the person to be the designated survivor that day. Well, they as they to say else. someone they made that comment in the show about uh, that. There's a reason that he was chosen. They made that comment in the in the show. It was said. I forget who said it. Uh, oh, that said. Yeah, there's a reason that it was him. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know. As no, it's, I think it was. No, is it, is it not the I same person every time? No, no, it's no. It, switch, it switches up. Um, right. But I don't know how someone else could control who the designate because I think it's random and maybe planned out a couple of years in advance of like this person is going to sit for this this person is going to sit for this you think so maybe uh, it, uh, it just happened on the day that he was fired though maybe somebody conspired to get him fired so that they would default to him to go because yeah. he was on the way out anyway i mean that's like reaching but no it could it Ivan could says very the well be like a crazy conspiracy Certainly, if you wanted to have somebody kind of running the country that you think you could easily get rid of or manipulate, manipulate, yeah, yeah then you put a guy that really doesn't have uh, much experience at all in that position. Maybe they're underestimating him like everyone else. Oh, when he took off those glasses, I think he was like, yeah, <laughs> "You guys, uh, underestimating is over. Get ready for some ass whipping." Well, he hasn't. <laughs> I mean, I do like that he hasn't really been a pushover since taking mm-hmm. this on. I mean, he has been like, "We're going to do it my way. If my way doesn't work, we'll do it your way." He hasn't been like, "Okay, whatever you guys want, like we'll do it." He's yeah. been pretty, I mean, like, like eerie calm, but he's been calm about it, and he, I think he does have a plan. I'm just hoping, like, maybe cooking isn't his best skill, you know? But maybe being the president is, now like, his jam. Now he has a personal jam. chef, so he's good yeah. to go. <laughs> well, do you, did you uh, like his calmness? Do you think he was too calm? What would you like to see in a president or someone in a similar situation? Someone calm, I guess for us, because of that character we met in the very beginning, like making food for his family and, and like just backing down off his job and not really being a fighter, then you see him take on this position and he's so calm that the audience is like, what? why is this character acting like so okay about this? And it's just like, you know he's panicking on the inside, but he keeps his cool, which is something I would want for mm-hmm. a president. If someone's taking over, I wouldn't want them to be like, oh my God, what do we do next? He seems like he has it under control. It's been a few hours. He's got time to get it together. Well, I thought even Seth, as he's kind of uh, prepping him for the speech, says, you know, you've got to be stronger than you've ever been before for this speech. You just can't be like the other kind of like happy, happy-go-jacky. You have to be... Yeah, he's you like have to be relatable. You have to show force. Yes. I think is, you know, the right way to put it in that you, you want to be able to be calm and show that you're not intimidated, uh, but you still need to show force. Yeah. And that's why even, you know, him allowing the Jets to fly over that area and, and to have the bombers ready, I think is was a smart move. Uh, yeah. Listen, I'm not just going to s- completely sit back. You know, you have to be proactive. And, in fact, let's talk about that scene with the ambassador because I felt like for uh, people that love Keith Sutherland, Keith Sutherland, you want to see him in that kind of Jack Bauer-esque kind of aggressive role. So you kind of really see some of those shades come you out. You wanted to come out. Yeah. yeah. That scene was great. I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, it was basically, I'm just going to just talk really calmly, but man, just make no that was the mistake. First suit. That was the first suit uh, shot yeah. of him in the, in the suit. Power suit, power steering. Very true. Yeah, I had no difficulties believing him as President of the United States during that scene. Yeah, that yeah. was being a sort of one-on-one. Yeah. That was good. I like on the way I was like, three hours. He's like wiping the glasses. <laughs> yeah. forgot. He's like, you know, I'm going to give it to you. I'm the only person in, in the city who's going to give it to you straight. And he just was completely direct with him and just like that. This is a good lesson just on communication in general. I think he did a really good job not being passive, not being Mm passive-aggressive. He was assertive. He made his point in a calm manner. 
It's good. Take notes, guys. This is good. <laughs> okay, after your seven dates, yes. this is what yeah. you're hoping for? That's right. My next blog. There's is one thing you've learned. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Cast there. One of his acts as president is going to be to make torture legal. Oh, come on. As Jack Bauer, always loved that. A good torture scene. Why not? Give me a chainsaw. All right. There we were. Go. So going forward, I'm wondering what questions uh, people have looking at, you know, what we've seen so far. A couple that I would come up with is, you know, interested to see what they do is filling the other cabinet or the vice presidential positions. Right. Of kind of establishing that groundwork around him because it's still necessary. You need all that yeah. stuff. So and the uh, clock what, is ticking because the the, uh, the country wants to see like you've got a mm-hmm. plan of action in place that there mm-hmm. is a government being reorganized. Yes. So that's probably the biggest one. Uh, the question that I had. I, you know, I mean, it's I, I wonder. It's I don't know. Like biggest question is who's responsible for all well, of this. I mean, uh, well, I mean, yeah, true. sorry. The but biggest you, question besides the obvious. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess it's a, the one thing is, do you want it to be a conspiracy within the own government? Or do you want it to be external forces kind of attacking the states? I mean, The I government. I totally want it to be something with the government. Oh, like, the the inside inside oh I would love that. I, I uh, was predicting, like, a, a domestic, possibly someone domestic uh, in the country. but like a local... Like terror cell yeah, or something. Some or kind just of local like terror cell or, or yeah. I want someone um, so close. Uh, I want it to be someone we see all the time in this. I love really? those twists. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so like at the season finale they capture him and then he finds says, You don't even realize I'm just the tip of the iceberg. You're like, oh <laughs> yeah. uh, no. I think that's what been movie done is that with times. Angelina Jolie. Oh, I love it. Salt. Salt. Yes. Yeah. Salt. Yeah. Where the character who's like very close. Salt, um, what was the other one? Uh, Air Force One, which is one of the best presidential shows. Get off my plane. Uh, I mean, <laughs> get off my plane. <laughs> that with Harrison Ford. Yeah, but they did it there. So that's true. Maybe it's been done oh, a couple times. The best. But when you just, you feel backstabbed, like as a viewer, oh. But, Gosh, I could watch that for hours. See, like a, a storyline like that, I think, can keep going and twisting and turning. If it does turn out to be the opposite, where it's it's some sort of external factor, and then he neutralizes it, then what happens? Like, yeah. What's season two? Is he going to stay in office? You know, is there going to be another threat that comes up that they have to deal with once they deal with this one? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it needs to where be something. That yeah, that's true. You need to think future seasons of, you know, obviously it... And that's why I, I'm looking at it now of saying I think it could be maybe like a homegrown cell and then they have to uh, figure out the ties yeah. for later seasons. Yeah, but then it's going to be like, then every season's going to be, this is the guy behind the guy. Oh, no, this is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. guy. And you're like, oh, yeah. man, yeah, yeah, yeah. come on. How many more guys behind the guys? <laughs> I think it's going to be like they're going after all these people and then they're going to have this revelation of like, it has to be someone on the inside. All and right, Renee, dun, right dun, now, dun. right now, Renee, <laughs> she, watching only the pilot episode, who is your inside man for this? Huh. Um, I'm gonna say sure. The, I'll, you know what? I'll go with one of the chat people. I'm gonna say the wife. I'm gonna say if they do a complete <laughs> plot twist, what? I'm gonna say the wife. Whoa. The wife. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh my god, that, I was thinking the same thing about Quantico. I love Quantico. I love Quantico too. I'm gonna be on that. Right. Wow, that is very. I love it. Renee is called that bold shot early in the season. I love it. Woo! All right. Alex Kirkman is the inside woman. I love it. We now All know right. her name, and we now know the enemy. That's right. <laughs> Wonder what uh, her real name is on the outside. Maybe her real name is right. Lucy. Or, yeah, or Jessica. Jessica. That's right. Yeah. I don't know where I got Lucy from. 
Uh, so, I mean, Renee made a bold prediction. <laughs> she really cast the net far for that. So why don't we uh, do a little uh, little predictions here about where we think the rest of the season is going to be going. Predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Renee, do you have any more other than that really bodacious one that you did? <laughs> I will say, I think... Uh, the whole reason for Leo's storyline to begin with is just that he's going to create a lot of issues for um, for Tom and his new job. Because I think that, like, everyone is going to be watching Tom right now because he just he's the next president. They don't know who this person is. And they're like all skeptical. And then they have the son who's getting into all this trouble. And they're looking at his family. And I think that's going to be an issue. And I also will say I do think him and his wife are going to have a lot of problems as the season continues. I, I, guess I, I completely can see what you're saying with that Leo, and that's a you know, valid point. But I just feel like there's already, I mean, he's already a guy that's like an academic. I mean, and that is, you know, way in over his head. I feel like there's already enough potential for storylines like, oh, Leo. Mm, right? Why do I need over this guy? it. Yes. <laughs> Should have had one So, a <laughs> uh, couple predictions. One, Scott lives. Uh, yes, oh, yeah. that's right. Wait, we didn't see that coming from you. <laughs> Scott lives. Uh, two, I'm calling just overall throughout the season that it is like a homegrown terror group. Uh, that is related to uh, something abroad. Because I think that is very even just prevalent uh, of something that has been happening. I mean, even you look at what happened uh, in Minnesota with the stabbings, that it was kind of like a a local guy who had, you know, ISIS connections, and ISIS uh, is calling for more individual attacks by, like, individual and homegrown people. Uh, And even the situation uh, that is still playing out in, like, New York and New Jersey where they're still looking for the two guys and they had the one guy who had traveled back to Pakistan. And that's just a very uh, prevalent thing of what is happening. And so I think they could definitely incorporate that into the show. Um, And the other one I'm looking at is with the son selling drugs. Could he have any connection with some bad groups that that are maybe related to... Ah, uh, the terror. Just gets Sorry worse. To... No, you're good. <laughs> I I was thinking the same thing. I because I thought I found it weird that he was the only person who wasn't around the day of the bombing. Mm-hmm. They had to go and find him later, and maybe the guys that he's mixed it with doing like selling drugs could be connected, like you said, to a dangerous group. And he later becomes a pawn of some sort because of his connection to Tom being his son. I think that'll definitely play out a bit more. Um, I. I think that Tom is going to have to build from the ground up and get rid of the general and anyone else who's really going to stop him from coming into his own. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how he reshapes the people around him and the, step, the next steps that he takes. Yeah, I feel like uh, General Harris, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that this is more of a red herring kind of bad guy where he's just initial opposition to Tom and he's going to eventually get the boot or at least be quiet for a majority of the season, maybe come back from the outside to try to take Tom on. But I feel like I think you're right. I think uh, Tom will kind of get those people that really don't gel with him, kind of move them out and bring people in that he can work with better for this. Uh, I, I'm curious to see what uh, Emily's relationship is with Tom. There seems to be some connection that she feels that she really needs to be around Tom for this. So I predict we're going to find out maybe they're secret lovers. <laughs> no. Like mentor, mentee kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. When the, when the wife <laughs> is uh, the one in charge, she comes back next season as the new first lady. Woo! Is this like hey. a scandal? Like, <laughs> 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 
Oh man. And I'm really keeping my fingers crossed that Leo just maybe you know, he just falls into like a like a coma or something. Yeah, oh that would God. be so nice. You know? Yeah, and you then know, yeah, he's still visit around. him every yeah. six episodes. Yeah. Exactly. We For like in. a second though, For not like too long. Like yeah. drop like off the flowers, leave. <laughs> or just even reference, I'm gonna go see Leo. That's all we need. <laughs> and then just get out and never see him. That's a scene. I'll go see Leo and then that's it. Overall rated between scale of one to ten. What do you got? Oh my! Uh, it's great to see Kiefer back on TV again, uh, and certainly and one of the things that he wanted to do is he wanted to do a 22 episode season because he says you know they're they're like Kevin Bacon, uh, you know other actors like that of that caliber who still want to do films, so maybe do 15 episodes for a season. And he mm-hmm. says, oh, no, 22, you really got to show a network that you're committed to a series because then they'll really show that you're they're committed back mm-hmm. as well. So I feel like having him there is so awesome. So I'm glad to see him back. I will give this I'll give this a seven with a chance to increase. I'm going to do an eight. Um, I was really impressed. There were some storylines like that we all agreed on that <laughs> should probably die, and that I think will just kind of steer the show in a, in a weird direction and be a lot for us to digest. But I think for the pilot, I think they came in pretty strong. I too have been dying to see Kiefer back on on the screen. I loved him in Twenty Four. Um, I think he'll really bring he's going to anchor this show. Not just as the main character, but just how he carries the role and how things play out with him, I think, will be telling for the show. I give it a 7.5. I really liked how... I mean, I think this is such a hard show to start off from the beginning, so I think we got a lot of information and a lot of characters aren't quite sure what's going on and don't really know the structure for the season yet. But I, you know, I have hope. I have... have, uh, High expectations for the show, but I'll say 7.5 for the start. I'm going to go with you on the 7.5, simply because I just uh, see it almost as too stereotypical uh, to a certain extent. And I thought they almost, you know, once again, tried to almost do too much. And I know it was like 24, you know, they're they're hitting hard and just continuing to hit. And, and, you know, maybe that's what they wanted to do with the show. Maybe that's what some people are craving. But it's almost like too unrealistic with everything playing out at once. Yeah. That's just the way I look at it. It's tough to say whether you would hope after seeing so many different series kind of stumble and fail with some of these kind of characters that they're trying to put in the series that whether the show is trying to like, oh, we can make it work this time or they're just trying to play against audience expectations. Like, we're going to think you're doing this and we're going to twist it and it's going to be something different. So, fingers crossed that the show's smarter than we are, and they have a game plan that we're not even uh, recognizing yet. Something interesting to bring up, too, uh, off-screen, is that uh, actually Cal Penn, uh, who plays the speechwriter, actually was a speechwriter for President Obama. Really? Which is crazy, uh, because some of his past characters, I mean, you look at some of the shows that he's done... Uh, and going to White Castle. Uh, it's kind of wild, uh, Harold and Kumar-esque, like, funny things, but he actually was a speechwriter for President Obama, and so they actually used him a lot in the show talking about, you know, when they were filming of, would this be correct? Would there be people here? And, and uh, Kiefer said that in a couple of scenes, he was just called it, and he was like, uh, "We, this is not realistic. Like, these people would not have access to this designated area, and so they had him leave the scene. That's awesome. And so that's how they have a you know a government uh, person who was like, hey, this is what it actually would be like. So it is pretty realistic as far as who is in what scene and how things play out. But it's interesting. Plays a speechwriter on here, actually was a speechwriter. 
I'm sure those extras in those scenes really appreciated Cal just, you know, kicking them out. Like, Thanks, Cal. Get back out of here. my chance to be in the background. <laughs> uh, now, uh, Christine's also been scouring all the news and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So, And you've been watching uh, some of uh, Live with Kelly as well. Kiefer was on there. You were talking about that in our little email earlier today. Yeah, he was on earlier this morning. I'm sure doing all the press rounds, drumming mm-hmm. up a lot of um, buzz and chatter about the show. And um, he was talking about the fact that 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 he really wanted to, um, like you said, show his support to the network and do a long-form show, do the full 22 episodes, and how much he was really excited to play this character and how different he is from Jack Bauer. I, I'm sure there's a lot of expectations out there about whether or not those characters um, are going to be the same in any way because he's playing them, and he was very vocal about them being separate characters. And I think that'll be cool to see. Yeah. It's getting good reviews. I mean, the yeah. reviews that I've said, read is, a uh, quote, best chance for a breakout hit. Uh, another uh, another uh, outlet that I read gave it a B plus. Yeah. Uh, so certainly it's getting some good reviews. Uh, we'll just see what yeah, kind of no, continues. Yeah. Also interesting, he, he, he never watches his own shows. Yeah, he did talk about that as well. Yeah. That really? he never watches any of his own movies, any of his own shows. Uh, he said he did it once, and it some didn't work out well with like his his mom critiquing him or something like that. And he yeah. was like, from then on, I knew I just don't watch my own shows. Yeah, well, I watch every single one of my after shows, but <laughs> just for my own fun. Put in the background. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Designated Survivor, but we're going to be back all rest of the season breaking down every single episode of the series, finding out what twists and turns David Guggenheim and the rest of his staff have in store for us. So, uh, folks, as always, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hop in the chat. Uh, guys, would love having you in there we this evening. We had some great people. Yes. Thank, yes. You, Thank you, so you so much. Thank you for joining us. so much for chatting with us. This is fantastic. Yeah, it's a good absolutely. Time. Great question. Especially this late. Yeah, thanks yeah, for taking it right past your bedtime. We're into it. Next week, we're all wearing sweatpants. <laughs> all right, we're taking it easy here at Designated Survivor. Now, if you want to stay in touch with us and continue the conversation even after this show's over, Renee, where can they find you? Hey, guys, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Renee Ariel, and then check out my blog, Cat's Lipstick LA, and read all about my seven dates in seven days. What do you got planned for this next week? How many? Dates? Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm done dating for a while. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we had it, we had have to check out done. blog. It I'm, was overwhelming. I'm very interested. We'll be talking later. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MichaelKlausTV, on Instagram at the only MC. And you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Christine Bean with three E's. I want to know what you guys think is going to happen for episode two. Tweet and me. Y'all, Twitter, Twitter, yes, absolutely. And you can tweet me at HappyGoJackie. We will see you here next week for another episode of the Designated Survivor After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.